Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and we are back the second time this week because the Hawks pulled off the upset. They beat the Heat in Miami pretty soundly, I'd say. Um, an 11-point win probably should have been a little bigger than that, but uh, they held on to one towards the end. So yeah, what's up, Evan? How you doing? Um, how you feel about this win? Because it was... A little bit surprising, just the way they went about it. Kind of a dominating win. Ah, 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 Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, man. I'm feeling great. Um, yeah, from the get go, this was like, you know, pretty dominant. We end up, you know, going up pretty big, and then you know, he get back in it a little bit, and so it was, it was kind of close at the end. Um, but but we really held our ground. We were the more physical team. Um, and, and really the heat just didn't have anything going on offense. Um, and, and that was pretty much the basis of the game, like huge win. Um, you know, ESPN said that, you know, they had, they had 17, uh, like riders vote on the game who they thought were going to win. Uh, 17 of them said heat and zero of them said the Hawks. So shout out to the ESPN crew. Uh, nobody's rocking with the Hawks, but that's okay. Keep doubting us. Um, yeah, man, huge, huge win to get in the playoffs. Yeah, that ESPN thing was making the rounds. I think even DeJounte quote tweeted it and said something. So I think uh, definitely some bulletin board material for the team. But yeah, that is, it's kind of bizarre. <laughs> All 17 picking the heat in a play-in game. It's not like one versus eight. But uh, yeah, it was... Um, I don't know if it was the best game they played all year, but it's definitely top five, top three. Like this is as good as they looked in a while, maybe their best game under Quinn. Like it was really good. They led by as many as 24 points in the first half. And uh, he did creep back into it a little bit. Got to lead down to as low as six in the second half, but um, really like even when they were within six, the Hawks still seemed firmly in control. I mean, like you said, they were, Definitely more physical than the Heat, which is surprising because, I mean, really, maybe my number one concern, I don't know about you, coming into this game was that because the Heat have just kind of bullied the Hawks for the past year now. And yeah. that was the complete opposite in this game. Um, I mean, the Hawks on defense, they weren't perfect, perfect, but they were pretty close. I mean, if it wasn't for Kyle Lowry, this would have been like a defensive masterclass by the Hawks. I mean, I can't even I, I can't even think of a guy who played bad on defense. Even Trey was, you know, he's obviously not lockdown but he was pesky and that's all you can really ask from him the big guys were enormous in this game clint 21 rebounds eight offensive rebounds a was great on defense um even sadiq bay was good on defense collins was solid um jalen johnson he was good on defense he had some shaky offensive moments but defensively he was perfectly fine i mean everybody you can't really find a complaint defensively in this game because um i guess you could just point out Kyle Lowry thing which he went absolutely ballistic in this game especially in the second half he had 33 <laughs> points six of nine from three a nice number there so I mean it was other than that I mean Hero kind of got cooked in the second half but he wasn't super efficient Jimmy was really inefficient and got pretty much a lot of his points from free throws so like I mean yeah you can't really complain I mean defensively um what do you think about the defense because it was just fantastic really yeah, it was awesome uh, like what I what, the the big thing for me coming into this game was the three ball from the Heat. 
uh, Harrow and Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson did not touch the floor. Like, yeah, he's he, he's been out of the rotation a lot this year. It's kind of bizarre with the amount of money he's making, but you can go ahead. <laughs> yeah, like he absolutely cooked us in the regular season. Um, so I was expecting him to get, you know, some minutes, like maybe 15, 20, but he didn't touch the floor at all. And that was surprising. Um, you know, the three ball that the, the heat had no three ball at all. Um, you know, I, I just wanna I just wanna kind of you know take a step back really quick. And at halftime, the Hawks were up 15, and this is what the bench looked like. Okongu had 10, Sadipe had 11, Bogey had 10, and Jalen Johnson had four. So that's 35 points compared to the Heat's bench, where there's two players that scored. You had Kevin Love with two, and you had Kyle Lowry with 19. So <laughs> the bench was absolutely getting it done. Um, you know, we had no reason for Kyle Lowry, but, you know, that was completely yeah. fine. Like, like, <laughs> Just let him cook and and let everybody you know just lock everybody else down. I know Jimmy wasn't doing much, Hero wasn't doing much. All of those guys were negative uh, on the Heat. Every single player on their team was in the negative. Um, so it, it was just you know just a dominant win. And you know back like you said, the defense, the perimeter defense was awesome. Like they were not they were not scoring. Like Jimmy Butler, half his points came off free throws. Um, you know, I, I it was just an all around solid game. Uh, from the Hawks, man, and you know, that's what that's what the the critics thought the Heat were gonna do. The Hawks, like, just yeah, you know, just bully ball, lock them down, and you know, just you know, clinch out a win. But you know, we 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 turned the script there, and you know, just just a huge game, man. It was awesome. Yeah, it was, and I mean, really, outside of Kyle Lowry, they had nothing going from three. I mean, they made eleven threes. Six of them were Kyle Lowry. So, I mean, that's just kind of the asterisk. It was just kind of an insane performance from him. But other than that, man, it was pretty much perfect. Like, you can't ask for anything more than what you got. And the, and it is worth saying, Miami is not, like, the greatest offensive team in the world. They're not. I mean, they're, they're, they got players for sure. Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler Hero, good offensive players. But they're not uh, the Celtics who are about to play. They're not that level of offense, which is worth saying. But still, whoever, whoever you play, really, I mean, the Heat are still a good team. Um, when you put up a performance like that, it's still very impressive. So, uh, can I want to talk about the offense now? Oh, wait, you have one more, one more thought. I, I have one Kyle Lowry stat. Like, okay, let's hear it. I, I just have to put this into perspective of how off he just went. Okay, so his last, I'll say, what is that? Three, six, set last seven games, right? Yeah, he's got 14 points, three points, six points, six points, 11, 11, zero. Oh. And then he goes for 33 against Atlanta. 33. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah. It um it just kind of goes to show how like weird the plan can be because it's just one game. Like things like this can happen. And if like really if Jimmy or Hero are like a bit more efficient and Lowry has this performance, like they are in the game, and all of a sudden this is like a huge performance from Lowry, like a game saver, and maybe could he could have squeaked out a win here. But um, yeah, it just kind of shows you it's like it's one basketball game. Anything can happen. Like even like there's a universe where Kevin Love does this probably. Like like weird stuff can happen. <laughs> so yeah, it um it is really bizarre because he has not had a really good year with the Heat. He's kind of uh, he might be over the hill. He's an older guy, and um probably a lot of wear and tear on his knees from that thick ass of his. So I mean, it was really impressive that he kept put up a performance <laughs> like this, um just given the season that he had. But uh anyway, 
we can move on from Kyle Lowry because he is he's really stole the show in this podcast. I think he's got the most mentioned so far of any player. So um, yeah, we can talk about the offense now. And uh, one thing I want to talk about is the offensive rebounding off the rip. It was tremendous. Twenty two offensive rebounds um, in comparison. The Heat only had six on their end. Um, the Hawks, they were just all over the glass. Sixty three total rebounds. Like I said, Clint had twenty one rebounds. 13 defensive, five offensive. Uh, Sadiq Bay was really good rebounding this game, four offensive rebounds. He was uh, second on the team in that respect. Um, Collins had three offensive. Jalen Johnson had three. Like they were just all over the place. And if I were a Heat fan, I'll just be so frustrated watching that because there's nothing that really irks me more than my team just getting dominated on the board, especially with offensive rebounds. Like it's, it's a killer, man. When you can get those offensive rebounds and get those second chance points, like, you know, the Hawks did not have a great offensive game. Like they 10 of 41 from three, like they were not cooking on three, but they got enough second chance opportunities. They were able to shoot five more shots in the heat because of that. And the result is what you get, like a 11 point win, like getting those second chance points are huge. So uh, yeah, what'd you think of that? Because that was just the one thing that was just so glaringly obvious of why the Hawks are able to dominate this game, which is getting those offensive rebounds. Yeah, second chance opportunities. Like you, I mean, that was the reason we won this game. Uh, the reason we dominated this game. Um, you know, when you out rebound a team by twenty four, uh, you know, you're like, hey, okay, what's going on here? Like, but just Okongwu and, and Capella were working the boards. Um, Capella had twenty one rebounds. Like, that, that's stupid. Yeah. And and, yeah. and and he you know he wasn't scoring he was just getting a rebound dishing it back out, um you know working clock and then Atlanta would capitalize on on these opportunities, um so that was the that was the silver lining for this game just you know constantly getting rebounds and down the stretch when when you got five minutes left in the game and and you know you you need to stop you know a, a, as a Heat fan you need to stop and then you know you get that stop. Then the Hawks get the ball back, you know, run it down another 20 yeah. seconds. So it was just, um, you know, like you said, if, if, if you were, you know, on the heat side of this game, you were probably just uh, yelling and cursing all night long because I mean, they just got out, uh, you know, we just played more physical basketball and, and it's usually the opposite way around against the heat. You know, we've said this, um, but that was really the reason why. Yeah, no doubt. And um I really think, like, it's kind of weird to say, but I think Clint was the best player in this game for the Hawks. He had four points, which is weird to say, but, I mean, just defensively and um, his contributions on offense with the rebounding, like, I just think he was the he was the X factor. Like, they needed him, and he had probably one of his best games of the season. Like, I mean, on defense, too, the two blocks he had were just monster blocks. So, um, one of them he sent into, like, the third row. Like, it was just super impressive. Like, he he's had a he's had a really solid year on defense, but this was just a masterclass. And then we put the offensive rebounds on top of it. It's just um, really good. The one thing you can point out, he went zero for four from the free throw line, which that was kind of an issue in this game for the Hawks. Yeah. They missed eleven free throws, which that can bite you most of the time, but it didn't in this one thankfully. But um, yeah, another thing that I saw that was funny, and with all this rebound talk, you know who was second behind Clint on the team in rebounds in this game? Tell me, Trey. <laughs> Trey had eight. <laughs> Which yeah, uh, it's funny. Only only one offensive, seven seven defensive. But um, it's kind of funny with all this rebound talk. Trey was second, which eight is a lot for Trey. But um, it's yeah, a, it's a lot for a lot of guys. But he yeah, it's kind of funny. Just in the middle of all that, he snagged eight boards. So good for Trey. Kind of got close to a triple double, 
25-8-7. Trey uh, was on – he was on triple-double watch for a little while. Yeah, he was. was early in the game. Very early in the game. I remember it was either first or second quarter. He was like, uh, you know, seven, six, and five. Like, he was like – all three were right there. And so yeah, uh, that's kind of interesting that you, that you said that. Yeah. And um, so the rest of the offense, like I said, the Hawks did not light it up from three by any means, 10 of 41. I like the 41 attempts. That's um, that's good. I like that a lot. But, you know, only making 10, you, you kind of need more than that. No one really shot well from three except for Murray. Murray and um, I guess Bogey had some big ones, but he was still two of eight. But as far as efficiency goes, Murray, three of eight, that was their best shooter. Uh, Sadiq made three. He was three of nine. Um, Trailing made uh, Trailing made one. So it's like uh, you know, whatever. Like they they shot they shot well enough from two, and they got enough offensive rebounds to make that not be a factor. But I mean, if you told me the Hawks were going to shoot twenty four percent from three before the game, I'll say, oh, like it might not be might not be good. You tell me they you know they shoot twenty four percent from three, and Kyle Lowry has thirty three points. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a that's an L. Um, we're going to be playing Chicago, but uh, didn't happen. So yeah, one game of basketball, weird things can happen, but yeah, uh, Trey led the team with 25. He was, um, he was fine. I mean, not super efficient, but I thought he was solid. DeJounte was good. Sadiq was all right. Like it, it wasn't a masterclass offensively, um, shooting wise, but like, it's going to keep coming back to it. The offensive rebounds, like it doesn't matter if you shoot a little poorly, you can make up for it by getting those extra attempts. So yeah, you got any uh, more thoughts on the offense? No, I don't. Uh, but that 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 kind of just uh, you know the whole rebounding talk made me think of uh, Ron Prince in that interview. You know how does how does Atlanta out rebound the Heat? <laughs> well, you you go up to the to the basket, you you grab it with two hands, and you come grab down. We got more of those than they did, and that's considered and so, a rebound. That, that's a rebound, rebound. man, and yeah, and that's Fox why legend. we won, man. Tori and Prince. And, uh, <laughs> and he absolutely legend. sold on a three in the Lakers game about two hours after this game ended. So it's um, a lot of Torian Prince talk, a lot more than I expected on this podcast, but you know, you get it where you can. I love Torian Prince. That's my guy. So yeah, it's a, yeah, we can uh, move on now to the Celtics and uh, preview that series, but yeah, great win um, to flip the script on the heat. Like they did and just kind of exercise these demons um, after what happened last season. And even at the regular season games against them this year, it was um good good to watch and just like super like super relieved because you know things could get like if this playing would have went sideways things could have got dicey just for the future of this team in general and now i think this saves a lot of that and you know they're definitely huge underdogs um against boston like uh, we're about to talk about but um yeah just getting this win was huge and especially against the heat and you know the only way we could play the heat again would be the easter conference finals so i would be fine with that if it's hawks and heat again so for now, it doesn't look like it looks like the Hawks got the last laugh unless that happens. But um, yeah, just a huge win against a rival, all that good stuff. So yeah, we can talk about Boston now. And um, I know we said we were talking like a few weeks ago talking about potential playoff opponents. I think we both said we preferred Milwaukee, but we're getting Boston. Um, Boston's a two seed. They went fifty-seven and twenty-five. Um, really good team. Uh, great offensive team. They're fourth in points per game. Um, and they are fifth in opponents' points per game, so top five offense and defense in the league. Uh, just all around really good. They're third in defensive rating, second in offensive rating. They are uh, first in the NBA and just overall rating. So that's just, uh, yeah, they're, they're really good. The metrics love them. They're good record, great team. Um, so, yeah, what are, what are your first thoughts on this one? Because the Hawks are pretty big underdogs in this one. Um, 
let me pull up the odds real quick, but you can yeah, give me your initial thoughts on what you think of this Boston series. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's, uh, you know, it's pretty easy to assume that we are the underdogs here. Uh, no one expects us to win. And, you know, I'm completely OK with that. Um, you know, we've been in this position before, literally two days ago against Miami. Um, you know, not not obviously not as big underdogs, but uh, the Celtics are very, very good. And, uh, you know, it's going to be tough, but I think, you know, I've, we've been saying it all year. We're, we're built for, we're serious uh, basketball, built for the playoffs. Um, you know, don't sleep on us, man. That's all I'm going to say. You know, honestly, I, I, call me crazy, but, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to predict that we win the series in six right Ooh. off the bat. Right off the bat, I'm going to say it. Wow. Um, yeah, I think I think we're about to catch a run and, and catch a little heater here. Um, but it is it is important to note that during the regular season, Boston is 3-0. They're up on us 3-0 right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So last that's one, the last one doesn't really count. It was the last game of the season. We just played them. No one really remembers because yeah. it was um, like a summer league game. But so I'll just say technically 2-0 because that, that, that game just like no one no one played on either team. But um, yeah, you, you can continue. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you, you pretty much said what I was going to say. You know, the first yeah. two really mattered, and they beat our brains in, both of them. So, um, you know, they're very good. You know, I, I want to see what Jalen Brown, I want to see how his hand is, because uh, I know he he injured himself last week, uh, you know, f- uh, flowering, uh, watering some flowers or something like that. So, yeah. uh, you know, we'll see if he's full health. But uh, you go ahead with the odds, but I want to come back to this. We're going to have like a little comparison uh, between us and the Celtics. So go ahead. Okay, yeah. Um, so for game one in Boston on Saturday, uh, it's Hawks are nine-point underdogs, which is pretty big for a playoff game. Um, so underdogs there. And as far as the series as a whole, the Hawks are – give me a second. The Hawks are plus 750, so minus 1,200 for the Celtics. So that means pretty much if you bet $100 on the Hawks win the series, you will win 750 and if you bet on the Celtics, if you want to win $100, you have to bet 1200 So pretty big underdogs there. Um, I don't know if that's the biggest discrepancy. Like in, for comparison's sake, the 2-7 in the West, Grizzlies, Lakers, the Lakers are only plus 16. They're much closer there. It's That's obviously apples to oranges because um, that's just two completely different teams. But that's just kind of the comparison. Like they're giving like Brooklyn a better chance to beat the Sixers um stuff like that so it's um yeah hawks are pretty big underdogs and uh for good reason i mean the celtics have been great all year the hawks are 41 and 41 we're in the play-in um but uh yeah like this boston team it's interesting i do think they're they're not unbeatable by any means the hawks could win this series they're capable it would be an upset but they are definitely capable of beating the celtics I kind of I kind of think here's a comparison for you. It's not a perfect comparison, but it's what I kind of conjured up here. They kind of remind me of Alabama basketball this year. They shoot a lot of threes and they like if there's a night where they're just not hitting their threes, they're beatable. And you're like obviously it's a seven game series. You're gonna need that to break your way a few times, but they there could be a lot of volatility with this team. And like you said, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, they're both banged up. Um, they did both practice today from what I saw. And I uh, said, like, Jalen Brown just had, like, a piece, like, some tape over his hand from the cut. Marcus Smart's got some neck issue, but I think they're both going to be good to go. 
um, but not 100%. So that's definitely notable. But um, yeah, there's a bit of volatility with this Boston team for sure. Um, it, it, even with Jason Tatum, their best player, he's awesome, but he's he's had his shortcomings in the playoffs before. Um, this whole this team as a whole has really, but uh, I mean they're in the finals last year. They're the defending Eastern Conference champions. They're very good. Tatum averaged 30 points a game this year. Uh, so yeah, it's a uphill battle to be sure. This is a very talented team they're going up against, but um, I do think the Hawks are capable. And um, since you gave your pick, I'll go ahead and give mine. That we can uh, do a little do a little more. But I'm you're very optimistic, and I appreciate that. Call me and, crazy. Um, I won't call you crazy. It's not a ridiculous pick. If you would have said Hawks sweep, then yeah, you're crazy. But um, I'm going to say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again. I picked the Heat to beat the Hawks. I'm about to pick the Celtics beat the Hawks too. But I can't I can't lie to myself here. I'm gonna say Celtics in seven. I'll, I'll I'll say we push it to seven and lose, and it's it's gonna suck. Like I think we're I think this is gonna be like a, when we look back on it's like oh god that's kind of traumatizing this is kind of my feeling about this it's boston and atlanta like the it's just the jokes are going to be flying left and right falcons patriots like it's going to be there's going to be some 20 to 3 jokes it's going to be a shit show and i'm not really <laughs> looking forward to that but it's um yeah like i just got a bad feeling about this um as far as the heartbreak aspect goes uh so yeah what do you think about that what do you think about my prediction of just more heartbreak are you looking forward to that Ah, no, not at all. And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I hope you're right. Uh, I hope I have, I would love to be wrong again. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm, so you keep, you keep picking the opposition. I'm I'm, going to stick with my guys. We got, we got the strat right now. This is the strat. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a, I'm a hometown guy. So I gotta, I gotta roll the the Hawks, you know, as, you know, as much as I, you know, may or may not believe my pick, I'm rolling with it and (laughs) you know, I can convince myself, you know, so, uh, I'm pretty gullible. Um, so as far as looking at the Celtics, like they're a very top heavy team, like on offense, like you got Tatum and you got Brown, they average 30, 27. And then from there you got Brogdon 14, you know, 15 points a game. And then after that, it's really just, you know, a bunch of guys that hit a couple threes a game and, you know, you know, Derek white, Marcus smart, uh, Al Horford, like those guys are very hit or miss. And, uh, you know, some nights they'll, they'll, they'll be hitting their threes and, you know, they'll give you trouble. But, you know, look at Celtics. They're very top heavy. Like just got to you just really got to focus on, on Tatum and Brown. I think you lock down one of them and, and let the other one, you know, do his thing and you can still win the game. Um, For the Hawks, Trey Young has to be the best player on the court um, for us to win the series. There's no question he needs to be a leader. Um, You know, he needs to be scoring. He doesn't need to be taking a step back, you know, kind of looking like Steve Nash out there trying to trying to move the ball around. You know that's all fine and dandy, but dude, if he's not taking threes, if he if he's not on, we're gonna lose this series. I completely, um, you know, believe that. And <clears throat> look, Murray, you know, if if they're if if they're given if they're given Trey Young fits, you know, Murray's really got to pick it up. And and you know, we know second half bogey. We know, um, you know, we know some guys are gonna step up and Sadiq Bay and Jalen Johnson stuff. But uh, you know, I kind of just want to do a comparison of the starting lineups for the, for the, the series. So I just want you to tell me who you're taking, um, you know, as an overall player, as you know, defense, offense, everything included. All right. So we got Trey versus Marcus smart. Trey. All right. Trey, uh, DeJounte versus Derek white. DeJounte. Okay. Uh, Hunter versus Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Uh, Collins versus Tatum. Tatum. (laughs) 
and then Capella versus Horford. Oh man, my two sons, my two Hawks legends. Um, I I'll take Capella. Horford's still really good, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I'll take Capella because I think like the way he played against Miami, I can't pick him. I can't pick against him right now. Okay, so that's the starting lineup, and then for the bench, whose bench are you taking? Uh, based on depth, based on like threes, based on you know just overall depth. Uh, let's see their bench. We got Brogdon, um, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, Pritchard, Blake Griffin. Um, mm, the Hawks bench has been playing really good um, down the stretch right here. They've really been better than like the starting unit. I think I think it's very close. I think it's it very is close. very close. That's it's on. It's kind of a coin flip, honestly. Um, Geez, man. Um, I don't know. You can say they're, equal. They're really, you can say equal. Yeah, it's, I think it's it's very even because, I mean, since Bay has gotten here, he's, like, kind of elevated the bench. And Bogey, he's been playing better. Jalen and Akongu have been awesome. So it's it's tough. But, I mean, I will say I do think the um, – I, I like the Hogs bench better defensively for sure. Offensively, I'll probably lean um, Boston just because more shooting. I mean, Peyton Pritchard's got a strap. Which that's going to be annoying to deal with, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that I'll take like I'll say I'll take Boston's offense off the bench. I'll take the Hogs' defense off the bench, and I'll say it's a wash. We'll say they're even. Okay. That's, okay. Yeah. And then uh, as far as coaching goes, you know, you got a first-year coach uh, with the Celtics who just took over a very talented squad. So you know, he might be kind of hard to judge. Um, but as far as experience goes, coaching, you know, you have to take Hawks and Snyder. Yeah. Um. And then, and then, as far as experience go for the players, I think I'm gonna take the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, they were in the finals last year. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. they got that. You know, they got that going for them. But I mean, honestly, the reason I did that is just I just want to show that this is this is going to be a good series. It's not as lopsided as you as you really think it is. I mean, you can sit here and look at records and you know look at you know big name players, but the Hawks got big name players too. They just you know. It's just it's just been a really weird season for them. Uh, coaching changes, uh, you know, stuff going on in the front office. Just a, just a very weird year. I think we can all agree that you know we didn't play to our true potential. Um, but but look, I think this is going to be a, a a closer series than people think. You know, even if the Hawks don't win, um, I think they do run it to seven if if anything. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up, kind of do a little head to head and and show like we're we're going to compete in the series. Yeah, I I agree, and I mean that that's the thing with the Hawks, man. Like you put the roster on paper, you look at it, and you're like, there's a lot of talent there. <laughs> they have a great roster, and that's just been like the frustrating thing all season is just how, um, how kind of like how th- bad they underachieved. Like it was uh just so frustrating watching it all year because we know the talent's there. Like it's it's a deep roster now, especially like with getting Bay at the deadline, like. And they've been and they play they play great against Miami. Like when it all comes together, it's really good, you know. And that's just uh, kind of what's hard to count on in this because it just has it hasn't been consistent, you know. But I mean, if they play like the games with Miami for a whole series, like absolutely they can beat Boston. Like it's no question. Like they play if they play how they play against Miami and play to their full potential of all their like of what they can be and how talented they are. Like this team could make a run to the finals. Like I mean, it's they almost did it a couple of years ago. You know, we we. We've kind of said it a lot, but I mean it's true. And um even even this team, I think on paper talent wise, is better than the team that was 
mostly going to the finals, you know, with DeJounte and, you know, guys like a Kongu getting better and all that stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to go as far to pick them, but there's, there's definitely, it, there's, there's a, there's a path here. It's not just the biggest mismatch in the world either. I don't think, um, you know, the Hawks, the Hawks defense, you know, they've, they've really struggled in the second half uh, defending the perimeter. And that could be an issue if the Celtics are hitting their shots. Um, but uh, yeah, it, uh, it's going to be a good series, I think. I, I got I got Celtics and seven, so I think it's going to be long, and I think um, it's going to be a very entertaining series. I'll say that. What do you think? Um, you know, if you you know, kind of take a step back, going back to that year we went on the run and beat the Sixers. What do you think would be a bigger <laughs> upset? Hawks beating Celtics this year, or the Hawks beating the Seventy Sixers a couple years ago? This, I think, this is definitely. Do you really? Upset. Yeah, with the with the team we have now, and and you think that? Okay, okay. I just like I I know the team's better, the roster is better, but like results wise, I mean that team. What was their? It's hard to say that with their record because they played um a shortened schedule that year, but I mean they were the five seed that year. Um, like they were just a better regular season team, and they've kind of they were on like a super hot run in the second half, like, and um. That that series Embiid was playing hurt with that meniscus injury. I remember that. So I just, I think I know the Sixers were the one seed that year. I think the Celtics team is better than that Sixers team. And I mean, wow, and, okay. that, and that and that series was just the Ben Simmons utter meltdown, like too. So it was, uh, yeah. I think this this Celtics seems a lot more safe. I'll say that in that Sixers team, um, just as far as like talent goes, and they're and they're more proven too. I think yeah. this would absolutely be a bigger upset. In that one and that, that was a big upset too at the time i mean when we beat the sixers they were the one seed um i don't know what the odds were then but i'm sure they're probably not as um favorable towards like how the celtics are huge favorites i'm sure they weren't as big as favorites as the celtics are now but um <clears throat> yeah I, I do think this would be a bigger upset for sure okay okay well hey <laughs> crazier things have happened um, oh yeah, it's not the, it wouldn't be the craziest upset, but I think it's a bigger, yeah, bigger this, upset for sure. This Celtics team is stout, and the Hawks are going to have their hands full. Um, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised if if we if we lose a couple games like, and they're not even competitive. You know, kind of just like yeah. washed games. You know, as we've been having all year, win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss. As long as we win the first game, uh, you know, watch out. I think I think this could get real interesting. Uh, that's what that's what I will say. I think they're going to win game one. Like I do, I th- I just think it's going to be because um, when we played the Sixers a couple of years ago, not to just completely just compare this team to twenty twenty one, but they kind of punched the Sixers in the mouth on the road in Game One um, a couple of years ago. They they got up really big, like like twenty point lead, and they kind of blew it, and they they end up pulling it out at the end. But I do think like it's a sneaky like Game One victory for the Hawks, um, for sure. I will say that I just kind of think that's. Um, like the Hawks, the Hawks are Celtics had a few days off, probably like not um they're not in the flow really anymore. They try to get back into that, and the Hawks are coming off a big win with some momentum. So well, I do I, that, that'll be a that's I guess that's my bold prediction. Hawks game one, lock it in, lock yeah. it in. Yeah, ha- I mean you have to steal one. You have to steal one in Boston. Oh yeah, you you can't go you can't go to Atlanta down two zero. That can't no. happen. No, absolutely not. So yeah, it um yeah. So game game one is uh Saturday. I believe it's at three thirty. 
Um, so yeah, let me, let me pull up the full schedule here for these games. Yeah. Saturday, three 30 in Boston. Then they got a couple days off Sunday and Monday, then Tuesday in Boston, then Friday next weekend in Atlanta, Friday and Sunday will be games three and four. And then the, if necessary games five through six will be Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, April 25th, 27th and 29th. So yeah, if this thing goes seven games, two NBA series are so long. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That there'll be a two-week event if this thing goes seven. So, um, yeah, NBA playoffs for a long time, man. It's a, like a two-month event. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, man. They play all these, you know, they they play like ten back-to-backs a year, and then they they take two days off every single game. So, just I don't yeah. I don't really get it. <laughs> Keeps them fresh, I guess. Keeps them fresh. Um, there, every team is like probably beat up right now to a certain extent. So I, I do I do get that aspect, but yeah, it's gonna be a Long series. If, the, yeah, if my prediction is correct, either of our predictions are correct. It's going to be a long time before we have a result here. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's how it is. The postseason's a grind, man. Like when the Hawks went on their run, like it's it's a long time. Like it's like it was like a, I think a, exactly like a month when they got eliminated to when they like won game one against the Knicks a couple years ago. Like it's it's a long time. So yeah, I'm excited though. I am excited. And a couple weeks ago, I really wasn't excited about this team. So I guess that, that's that's we're something. fools. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, they they really might have just sucked us back in big time here. But um, yeah, I'm excited, and I do think this has a potential to be one of the better series of um this opening round of the playoffs. Just because this is like a volatile series in general with these two teams, especially with this the Hawks. Like of just um, like if they play to their abilities, like we've said, this could be like a like a crazy good series, but on the other hand, it could be a laugher. You know, the Celtics could just be talks in five. Like that's on the table for sure here. So yeah. You got any uh, final thoughts for we wrap this thing up? I do not, sir. I do not just. Yeah. We got to We got to start and end every pod with that. Shout out Shaq, man. Billion dollars. Billion dollars. <laughs> Bad bet, Chuck. He was, he was really hating on the Hawks. That was something. Um, but yeah, anyway, anyway, well, uh, I'm sure we'll get some more of that on uh, the TNT post games. I do th- a couple of these games are on TNT, kind of di- di- divided up between ESPN and TNT. So we'll definitely see some more Chuck and Chuck, some more uh ahs for sure. So yeah, I love it. Well, uh, we'll be back on Monday. Um, we'll have game one to talk about on Monday. Break that down. Hopefully, it's a Hawks win, like my prediction. Um, indicates my crystal ball in front of me says Hawks win game one. So let's we'll see if that's right. So, yeah, if you uh, made it this far listening, we really, really appreciate it. And we will see you on Monday with the next episode.